Welcome back to the Phoenix College Athletic Podcast. This is Coach Cameron. I'll be your host once again. And along with me is Christy Kincaid, the head women's basketball coach. How are you doing, Christy? I'm doing great. How are you in these, uh, uh, I guess, uncertain times and these new times? Um, I don't. Every day. Every day is a different day. Like some days I'm like, oh, I think I think things are getting better. And the next day, no, they're getting worse. And so I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a roller coaster of emotions in a struggle. We're ho- hopefully co- going back. So I just run. I run a lot now mm. to, to avoid, you know, being locked down in my house, waiting for things to change. Right. But so uh, you're you're freeing your, your mind space for other things. Then. I I am. I'm trying. Uh, I just can't. I'm just in. I just come in terms of that. We don't know that. They know that we know that they don't really know that we don't know. <laughs> no one knows anything. That cycle. Yes. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that wheel. <laughs> if anyone claims they know anything, they're lying because no one knows right. anything. So I'll you, just stick with. I don't know. There you go. So anyway, uh, KK. Um, yes. Yeah. Your resume is ridiculous. Um, your playing career is, uh, that, I think that's why I kind of gravitated to you in the department. Kind of like you're my, what I consider my best friend in the department because we have a lot in, co- in common as uh, mm-hmm. far as the way we coach and stuff. But, but your resume is pretty amazing. You've won two national titles. You won a national title at uh, Central, mm-hmm. uh, Central, Central College. Arizona. Yep. And then you won another national title at uh, Northern Montana College. And both those na- national championships r- runs, you were the MVP. Mm-hmm. Kind of go through, how did you end up at Central Arizona? Um, kind of tell us that story and how that was significant in your life to transition to today um, where you're coaching now. Sure. I, um, well, I'm originally from Waterloo, Iowa, so I'm a Midwest girl. And that whole process of, of playing basketball, you know, I, I really started young. My, I was definitely destined to do uh, sports. My dad and uncles uh, played basketball, but um, I am one of four girls in the family. So my poor dad only had um, women in the household. <laughs> so um, he was always like, well, whatever you guys want to do, but uh, basketball was really the sport that I, I really gravitated towards. And, um, you know, it, whether it was playing in the neighborhood or, or in my backyard, it was just something that I had control over and I felt really good, um, playing it. And, and so, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you were just, you know, you, you're, you're a natural athlete. And, you know, it's, it's kind of twofold. I did a lot. It's not like that just happened overnight. It was a progression of being young and and really wanting to be the best. You know, I always had this thing uh, where I just, I just wanted to play really hard because I always felt like I was proving myself, um, especially playing with the the boys uh, because there weren't a lot of, of girls playing when I was growing up. 
So I would always have to prove myself to get on the court to play. So they'd say, all right, well, if you can beat him, you can play with us. So that was definitely always a, a motivator for me. And uh, really, I probably started that. So a lot of the guys say, hey, don't forget to give me a shout out because, you know, our little playground uh, is where it all started for me, um, along with, obviously, my family and that support system. But um Playing has always just, it's just been something that I've loved to do. And I, I would still keep doing it, you know, the knees and, and the back and the whole other things. <laughs> they they now remind me that I am 51 and that uh, I can do certain things, but they're not as fast as I used to be. <laughs> but So how did Central Arizona find you? So, um Prop 48 was, I guess, uh, introduced in, what, 1985, I believe. Um, and that is where, you know, you had to pass your ACT, SAT and get a certain score. And supposedly it was supposed to be a 10-year study, but they went ahead and mandated these rules and, and put them in. And I, uh, unfortunately, did not meet my, those test scores. So I was heavily recruited out of high school. I was a high school American and um, had a lot of schools um, coming in, but I didn't pass that that test. So I was, you know, I, I didn't know what direction to go and, and I was really ready for a change. And so I decided uh, to go to Central Arizona. The coach that was there, Lynn Larson, or she's retired now, but uh, she's actually from Iowa, so she typically, you know, scours the country, but always goes back to Iowa to see if there's any any potential athletes that would come to Central, and and it kind of started that that way. She, um, I, when I found out I didn't pass my test, I went to my sister's in Chicago, and I was trying to stay away from all the phone calls and the letters and every, all the pressure. Cause then the whole recruiting process started over for me. It went from the four years to then now the JUCOs. And so it was just insane, but somehow she got a hold of my sister's number and tracked me down there in Chicago. And we spoke and, and ever since then it was like, all right. And, and I signed with them sight unseen. So <laughs> I took a leap of faith, you know, and, um, you know, I came to Arizona. She she brought me out. So the, the the flight that I came out on was the flight that I was staying there on. And uh, so I had a couple suitcases. She picked me up and I'm thinking, wow, this is really nice. It was hot, but it was really nice. And we went and ate uh, down um, on the ASU campus. And so I was thinking, oh, this is a great campus. This is cool. <laughs> I'm thinking this is great. And uh, it was starting to get a little dark. And uh, then we got in the car and started driving and driving and driving. And, you know, I'm seeing the city lights are leaving us. And I'm looking back. I'm like, I wonder where we're going. And we get on Signal Peak Road, and it, it is out in the middle of absolute nowhere. I mean, it is just a little place that's behind this mountain, and it was so dark, I couldn't see anything. And so she said, okay, tomorrow we're going to take a, a tour, but you're going to be fine because we're going to get you registered. So again, I, there was no turning back. I had already decided I was going to go there, and 
you know, when I, like I said, I first got there, I'm thinking, this is great. Got the city. This is perfect. And then we drive 45 minutes and find out I'm in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And, uh, and then it just started. It, it was probably one of the best decisions that I made. Um, it was very difficult. You know, my freshman year, we were stacked. We were supposed to be the best, uh, in the country we had like I bet maybe six to eight all Americans. And it was difficult because there were a lot of different egos and a lot of different characteristics that went into that team. And um, so we, we struggled chemistry wise, but on paper and actually playing, we were very good. We um, that year ended up fourth uh, in the country. We uh, went to the national tournament and ended up placing fourth and, uh, the the freshmen at the time, we, we sat there and we said, listen, we're going to win it all next year because we witnessed um, Kilgore, uh, Texas win. And we just thought, you know, this is we can do this. If if we can get this far, we can do this. Well, my sophomore year came and we ended up having, you know, a, a good team, a, a nice bunch of returners, but we weren't as strong as, on paper as we were the year before. The, the thing that doesn't calculate was the chemistry. And the chemistry to me is, is what I feel makes a team and, and really makes that, that extra push to get over that, that, those challenges that you make come about and we just had a love and a bond for one another that we a we pushed each other we worked really hard we had a goal in mind that we put in place and you know it was just investing in our group and so we were on a mission we we witnessed what it was like to uh have the the team cut the nets down and how they felt and them just you know that whole celebration and that that piece and we knew that if we worked hard that that could be us. And um, going into the first month of school, uh, one of our guards, uh, coach had cut and she was a six foot point guard from California. And we were like, wait, what? You know, we, we had no idea. You know, our, our coach was very strict and, and that, and she just, she said, Nope, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. She's not following through. So it was real, for us as an athlete, it was difficult for us to understand that as an adult and as a coach now, I totally understand why that came about. But, you know, back then you didn't know. So now now we're going into the season and, you know, everybody's looking at us like there is no way they're going to return to the national tournament and do as well as they've done because we were the underdogs. Uh, we were missing you know, those All-Americans, the strong components. But yet in Arizona, you know, we were steamrolling people. It was it was crazy. I mean, I, I you know, it's kind of tough to, to say sometimes you beat people by 80, 90. And I think we even beat somebody by 100 points. But and and our coach always got, you know, a lot of slack about that. Like, why would you do that? And, you know, her answer was because she she played everybody, you know, and her answer was, why would I tell the second team to slow down because the score is what it is, you know, when, and our goals are different than what your goals are. So when people feel like you're running up the score, it is when you get an opportunity to get in, you don't want to come out. 
So, so you're going to, you're going to make the best of that. And you're going to make sure that you're doing your part because again, we, we are beating up on each other in, in practice and games were treats. Practice was hell. I mean, it was absolute hell. It was like, we couldn't wait until we could unleash on somebody else because she made it so difficult during our, our practice times, you know, and whether it was running or conditioning, it was like she broke us and then built us back up. So we had this mentality that, you know, nobody's going to stop us. And so, you know, when it, when it really came down to it, it was just that, that chemistry that evolved that we all endured hardships. We all were tired. We all were doing this, but at the end, it was, we would all run through the wall for one another. And um, that's what ended up happening. You know, we, we came into the national tournament and, you know, it's, it's four games to win. And so w- we were set. We had one loss that year and that was to Florida um, uh, Community College. And we actually went to their tournament and we, we lost to them in a preseason uh, tournament and then we knew if we ever met up with them again we were definitely going to take care of business and it was interesting we made the final four and that semi-final game we had to play Florida and everybody had you know their money on Florida and and you know it was just that's the way it was and and so you know and then at, at that game it was the who's who there at you know all of the college coaches come in and are watching that game because it was the clash of the titans honestly because that was our only loss and that was their uh they they knew that it wasn't going to be easy but at the same time it was definitely going to be a battle and we ended up beating them by about shoot i want to say like maybe 8 points or something like that um but after that game, we knew it didn't matter who we were playing the next night because uh, it was it was destiny at that point. And um, we had a theme song, and it was uh, Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time. Hmm. And that was the, the big Olympic song as well. And, you know, this is in 1989, and it was just it – it, it really embodied and captured everything that, that we did. I mean, it was just that one moment in time that – You've really pushed, you've really worked, and you can say that nobody's outworked you. And, and, and I think that that's been the catalyst for me is that uh, in coaching is trying to create an atmosphere that is development, it's nurturing, it's, it's uh, competitive, and, you know, it's just you're trying to create that one moment in time that you've worked so hard for. And then just allowing that to just come out. And, um, and we, we ended up winning uh, the first national championship um, for Region 1 uh, for, for Arizona, which uh, was pretty awesome. And, um, you know, it was a, a great feeling. And, again, we were predicted to be the underdogs. Nobody thought it was possible. But only ones that thought it was was, you know, the ones that were in the – green and and gold so you know it just it's one of those things and you know I've been very fortunate to have been a part of three national championships and each one it's the same it's the same feeling it's the same route it's the same system 
it, it just, you, you have to, you have to believe you have to have a common goal or, or system that works. Um, all of the, the team members have to believe that they have value and, you know, you just go for it. You, you absolutely go for it. So, and so you've won three national titles. Yes. So two as a, two as a player, one as an assistant coach that I went back to central and, and did, and, you know, I, I was okay. super, yeah, super close. Um, uh, in, uh, 2014-15, you know, it was like 160 minutes away from a fourth national championship. And that first game that we had, we played the number one team in the country when we went, um, to nationals. Um, and it was, that was an awesome deal. Cause here we are playing the number one team. And, you know, my team comes in and we're the little, you know, the bad news bears, you know, people are thinking, oh, they're just going to get knocked off and this and that. And, um, you know, we get there and we're up on the number one team by uh, 16 points going into halftime and everybody's jaw has dropped. You know, it was just one of those things. And I think including my team, because by the time we came out of halftime, it was like, holy stuff, coach, we're up. I'm like, yeah, you're up. Just keep that going, you know, that mentality. But, you know, as a number one team, you know, they they realized they needed to lock in and they just kind of started really kind of pulling pulling away and, and coming back within reach. And, and um, you know, they had been there before, but this team that I had, hadn't been there but what was awesome about it is that they believed in that moment that they could could do it you know well, so let's uh let's keep talking about your career before we get into coaching let um so you won a national title your sophomore year at central mm-hmm. arizona mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what led to your transition to northern montana college okay so i um coming out of Central, I actually had signed with uh, University of Nebraska. And at the time, Nebraska was in the top 10 in the country, uh, doing really well. Um, it wasn't quite home for me um, because I'm obviously from Iowa and I didn't want to be at Iowa, but I, I wanted to be somewhere within you know, a distance because being in Arizona, it was, it was hard. My family really never got to see me play except for at the national tournament. And, um, so I, I wanted to be a little bit closer, but far enough away that I felt like I could, you know, still be on my own and that kind of stuff. But I'd signed with them and, um, I, you know, it ended up being an eye opening situation. Um, my roommate that, um, that I had, she ended up leaving and there were three other players that left before the season even started. And it was a, it was a mess. And I got over there and I I felt like it was a a mess as well. And it just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't what I was recruited. Um, it, it, that whole feel, it just was different. And I, I am not, uh, I don't have a bad attitude. I don't, I don't, do that but it just was not a good situation and I ended up choosing to leave um, as well and I was the only player that did not get a release so with that being said 
you know, uh, without that release, I couldn't play in CAA Division One, Two, or Three. So it didn't matter where uh, I was going to go. I wasn't going to be playing at any of those levels. And it was very unfortunate because now there's so many things in place for student athletes. If you're unhappy or you don't want to, uh, if it's not a good fit, you can leave. But, you know, back then it was like, nope, sorry, no, that's it, you know, and so you're talking about 1989, and it's just like, nope, not gonna, not gonna happen. So I honestly thought I couldn't play at all. So I sat out uh, almost two years, and uh, Northern Montana called me. I was working, I was back in Phoenix and and working. I was working for America West an Airline, <laughs> and uh, I uh, got a phone call, and they said, Hey, would you like to play? basketball again I'm like I don't think I can play and they said oh no you you can uh we've been trying to track you down for the last two years and um because we realized you had left Nebraska and we just wanted to see if if you wanted to play again I'm thinking well why not shoot you know um I I didn't think I could I didn't even know NAIA existed I didn't even know what that was that level and um but when they told me that I could actually play, I'm like, okay. So again, I end up signing to a place I've not seen. Uh, I had no clue how cold it could be up in, in Montana. I mean, I grew up in Iowa. Believe me, I know blizzards and I know that. But oh my God, that place uh, was about the coldest I have ever witnessed in my life. Um <laughs> But went there and my God, it really changed my my whole mind and and idea of what an NAIA program and really not necessarily an NAIA program, but a program that is supported because we were the main headliners. Uh, the women's basketball team was it. You know, there's not a whole lot to do up there, so they support athletics, and uh, we would get crowds anywhere from three to five thousand. Um, a night so it was like the the many Tennessee or Yukon women's basketball game it was awesome I mean to play in that kind of atmosphere was ridiculous and I assumed that you only got that when you're playing at the division one level because um, it was just about that that whole support system and that whole feel of playing you know in front of a hometown crowd and I mean again it, it was it was great but um was a part of another national championship there. Uh, Sherry Wynn uh, was my coach. She was definitely uh, another uh, very knowledgeable coach. She was she was very tough. Uh, she but she had a lot of similarities to uh, Coach Larson. She had actually played on the Olympic uh, team handball uh, team, so she was very driven and committed and and uh, very disciplined in what she did. You know, it was definitely two, two different schools of thought, but in the end, it was, it was all about that consistency and that discipline and, and that uh, continue to, to work hard, that team atmosphere, um, and was a, was a part of that. And, you know, the, the journey there, I would say, it just felt a little different because of how much support, you know, you ended up wanting to win just because you know, of your hometown and 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 them 
believing in you and anything you needed, they were there and, and, and very helpful. And it was, it, I, I don't know, it was a very awesome experience. And so it, it definitely has, again, opened my, my eyes to sometimes you have to make the decision to go to a program because it fits you, not because of what, you know, the hype is for all of this. If, if all your needs are met and it's a good fit, that's, that's where you, you belong. And, um, and that's exactly how we flourished over there. You know, I, me coming in, winning the national championship, it was easy for me to say, listen, if we work hard and we all agree that this is something we want to do, um, it, it just became what it was. You know, um, everybody, you know, I was a little older. I obviously um, had experienced that national championship and then it was just a real easy deal it was people wanting to to get that and you know I just continued to describe how I felt and what that's like you know you you get to work your butt off and then at the end say you're number one that nobody can take that away from you and you know we were just again a, a part of something special do you remember when uh last fall uh, before school started, we had the uh, coaches and uh, faculty and staff versus the uh, the student athletes in a volleyball game. <laughs> yes. I so I, I was, and of course we won. And uh, right. I was so impressed <laughs> with your your ability to play. I'm like, what the? I'm like, you were doing so well. And then I find out that actually oh, you sure. played volleyball before. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that until this morning when I was looking up oh. your bio. So, so it's not that you were just an athlete, but you actually right. played volleyball and you hold some records for individual right. kills and, and right. blocks and single match right. and all this stuff. Right. So, right. so you played volleyball as well at Northern Mata- I, uh, Montana I, college. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I played, uh, just, uh, well, like a year and a half in high school and they were really trying to get me to play, you know, and I kept saying, I don't like that sport and I'm not wearing them damn shorts and <laughs> I want to wear my high tops and all that. And so they let me, you know, I, I said, all right, well, I would play if they let me wear regular shorts and I could wear my basketball shoes. So, um, so I, I was the only crazy looking fool out there, you know, <laughs> and, and I struggled. Dave, I, I really struggled because I don't like not being good at something. And so what happened was that first half a year, you know, people were laughing. It was, I was like, Oh no, no, no. So there was an assistant coach that was there and he's like, listen, if you really work at it, you can be really, really good. And so he just worked with me one-on-one and I've just, you know, I learned as much as I could. And I mean, I just really absorbed it and just tried to again, figure it out. And by my, that senior year, I was playing, I was, I was blocking, I had schools coming in and again, and, and this was before I really understood volleyball, but, uh, UCLA came in and asked me if I would come in and, and play there. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to UC. I don't want to go there I, because I don't want to play volleyball. I love basketball. And so I kind of put that to rest. And then when I was finishing up in Northern, the coach, the volleyball coach said, have you ever played volleyball? God, you still, you got good hands. You got good feet. You're a really good athlete. Would you? And I just go, Oh God. Well, I, it ended up 
I decided to go ahead and do it one year up there. And then again, it was, it was same thing. I said, listen, I want to wear basketball shoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to wear my shorts. And she goes, I don't really care what you do. If you can do what you, if you can do these things and I don't care, we'll, we'll make it work. So yeah, I, I, again, I, I don't know volleyball other than just what I've learned. Um, you know, I could jump and I, I had a good swing so I could really kill the ball. I had good blocks. So it, it just was really easy. And it's just studying things that I thought was my strength. And I just kind of went, went from there. But, you know, people were like in awe, like, what the heck? How do you play basketball and volleyball? And so, you know, I've had a lot of people say, you know, I wonder what you would have been if you would have just done volleyball or whatever. But yeah, it, it was uh, or, it was good. It or was born fun. 20 years later where yeah, you could actually play exactly. in the league. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. But, but yep, I, I did. Well, KK, I love talking about your your background, your history. This is going to have to be a two-parter. <laughs> So I, I'm just going to leave this episode as get to know uh, uh, Christy Kincaid, um, oh, kind of history of Christy Kincaid as she goes from uh, JUCO to university. Um, but we'll, we'll have you on again. We're going to talk uh, more about uh, the coaching side and, and kids that you've impacted because I know you've impacted a lot of kids. Mm. And um, we'll definitely uh, have you on again. But uh, this is Coach Cameron with the Phoenix College Podcast, Athletic Podcast, Episode 8. Thank you so much, Christy, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me.